Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Oh, there you go. Ketchup. Easy. Uh, you gotta keep the red hot. Sweet baby rays, baby. Hot sauce. Yeah, hot sauce. Louisiana. Need the sweet baby rays. Not red hot. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Not real barbecue sauce. Oh, definitely ranch for me. Ranch. 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 Anything. So that was the important question of the day for the Rams yesterday. Not when did you sign your new contract. Oh, uh, here you before. go. The question of the day <laughs> yesterday was you can only keep one condiment, barbecue sauce, ketchup, hot sauce, or ranch. I wasn't keeping track of what one. I heard a lot of barbecue sauce, but a couple of ranch. Ranch came up on the outside. Rich strike finish for ranch, yeah, right. possibly. What, where do you land? Oh, that's an easy one for me. It, it's, it's barbecue sauce all day. I'm a little like Patrick Mahomes-ish with the ketchup, like barbecue sauce. I can put barbecue sauce pretty much on anything and go, that's pretty good. I'll eat more of that. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Vegetables, little mashed potatoes in there, regular potatoes, whatever. Barbecue sauce is amazing with everything. We have a run on ketchup in this household, mm. and – it's gotten to the point where every time I go to the store, because I like to go to the store once a week because there's something that is very soothing to me about having a list of things you want, getting all of them, bringing them home, putting them away. Something has been started and finished. And I don't know what it is, but I like that. As dumb as that is, I like it. So ketchup I like thing, ketchup. Though? Yeah, I like ketchup. My son likes ketchup. So what I've been doing is I just get another bottle of ketchup every time I'm there because we go through it so fast. And 
at one point my wife said i, th- I think you can stop with the ketchup there's like 20 bottles in the pan. you can't you like, can't well, keep up now you guys aren't eating as ready. much of it yeah we're ready we're ready for your armageddon we'll we so- will have ketchup for years summertime you barbecue a pretty good amount though right you're you're out on the grill a lot do you are you are you a guy that like you know puts puts a barbecue sauce on some I, of the meat and lets it do it that way no i don't like it that way i don't yeah. like it that way now it's just, i like barbecue sauce with chicken when i grill chicken but ke- what i do with ketchup and this is my wife's other complaint i don't want ketchup on my plate i don't want a little puddle of ketchup Next to my fries, on my fries, I want to have a separate dish into which I squirt sufficient amount of ketchup, and then I'll dip the fries in that. We got an air fryer. Air fryer is like it's like a new existence, it's like your life pre-air fryer and post-air fryer. I mean, fries are great, and they're sweet potato fries. Everything, and and so I'll, I'll, I'll as long as I completely wash out the ketchup from the dish, so that when it goes through. The dishwasher, because, you know, you have to wash all your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. or The dishwasher can't wash the dishes. What a scam that is. Dishwasher works best when you've already washed the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. But as long as I wash all the ketchup off of the little the little uh, tray that I'll use, a little dish that I'll use for the ketchup, then I can go nuts with that. And that's that's I did it last night and the night before. I just I make some of those fries, squirt the ketchup in and. Who? And and gobble up the ketchup. Who's making ketchup's good for you? Cooked tomatoes are good for you. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't do tomatoes. That's one I'm just not a I'm not a fan no, but of that. ketchup. But ketchup, oh. it's cooked. To, you understand yeah. that the, the base you. of the ketchup is the. To, I got you. I know. I thought tomato. you were saying something like, else about like, tomatoes. You know, yes. Okay. I got you. No. But wait. So wait. Are you the cook? Are you the cook in the house? Like this time of the year, all the time. Like, what's what's the. You know, how we how do we kind of separate that? Joe make a few meals, you make the majority of the meals. How does that work? It's I don't know. Uh I may need to plead the fifth here. <laughs> for the next four hours. That's the mob, man. Don't do that. Uh but but uh I it, it just depends on the day. You know, we don't have our meals planned out. When I was a kid, yeah. It, it was like Monday night clockwork right. depending upon the time of year. Yeah. My, it was hamburgers in the summertime, it was meatloaf in the fall and winter, it was the same recipe. It was a pound of ground beef with all kind of stuff put in it. It was either little patties or a big old, you know, clump. And Tuesday night was always the same. Wednesday night was always the same. You know, Friday was fish, even when it wasn't Lent, still fish. Got to have fish. Good Catholics back when I was growing up ate fish every Friday, no matter what religious season of the year it was. But I like I'll grill once or twice a week. The other night I wanted steaks, so I went up to the store and I got steaks, and we had steaks. I mean, it's just kind of like, hey, this is what we're going to do tonight. And my, my, what my wife, one thing that she will make every couple weeks, it was something my mom used to make. I'm going to get emotional talking about this. It was something my mom used to make yeah. when I was a kid. Right. And, you know, the smell of it, the taste of it, everything. And I hear you. making it for 30 years. Take a deep years. breath. It's okay. I know. It's it's always hard. I get emotional like that, too. So, don't, listen, I'm I'm the crier in my house, so don't be ashamed over here. I'm that guy. But, uh, Smoker I, and the crier. What's that? Yeah, I am. Smoker and the crier. Uh, exactly right. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, enough of that. Enough of that. But And, and you know, we, we like to support the local businesses that sell food. You got to support the businesses. So, you know, a few nights a week, you go pick something up here, pick something up there, pick something up there just to, you know, you want right. to make sure that. It's nice. It's not that we don't feel like cooking. We just need to stimulate the local economy sure, by sure. picking up food from the various places uh, in the, you know, 
in the area in the community. Right. You're supporting the community, so, getting out there wait, a little bit. So so who cooks in your house? I know your wife cooks eggs and eats eggs, but you won't eat eggs. Yeah, Let's no. not go any farther than that okay. as to why you won't eat eggs. All but right. beyond that, what do you do? I, I don't do – I'm better now at the age of, you know, 41 to where uh, I, every now and then. But my wife is like an amazing cook. She's, you know – uh, comes from a Sicilian family that was involved in restaurants. And her father, you know, used to cook in those restaurants. And, you know, her mother, of course, is a pretty damn good cook, too. So, uh, I mean, her cooking skills are at least half the reason I married her, at least half. So that was a that was a I, I always kind of let her do it. We're we're, as I've told you before, a little bit of that, you know, old time, old fashioned, traditional marriage. You know, I know that's not for everybody this day and age, but we are kind of that we have our roles that way. And, you know, she takes care of the house and the kids and, and me, I'm the extra kid. And, you know, I'm the one that goes out to work and brings home the bacon. And, you know, as corny as that is, that is kind of our agreement. And we're, we're, we're doing pretty good that way. At least you had a reason that you can reasonably articulate for marrying her. I'm not sure she can come up with one <laughs> for marrying you. Oh well, yeah, that's so. it's, it's it's yes. You gotta you gotta question her her ment her mentality and why she would marry me. There's certainly she certainly had lots of reasons in the past to get the hell away from me and get rid of me. That's for sure. But uh, thank God she saved she's stayed with me and she's she saved me in a lot of ways. <laughs> By the way, the show is PFT Live on Peacock, Sirius XM 85. Podcast listeners, hello and welcome. The hand gestures don't matter to you because you're listening to the program. Also, also, it's not the whole show. We don't do the whole show. The, whole, the only place to see the whole show is live on Peacock or on demand on Peacock, or, or you have to live in the U.K. and Ireland, and, or both, or either. And uh, uh, I guess you could have a house in both, and you could have Sky Sports in both, and you could watch it in either place. However, you will see clips of the program on our new YouTube page, NFL on NBC, which you should subscribe to. The numbers are gradually creeping north. I'm doing what I can. I'm being a really good shill. I am, every once in a while, tweeting a reminder to everybody out there. Wow, what a great guy you are. Clips of PFT Live. I, I Yeah, I shouldn't be giving it away for free. Clips of PFT Live, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, Matthew Berry's content, the Peter King training camp tour, all of our NFL content available. I was going slow because I thought they were going to play the commercial. Oh, I did I too. I was like, what's going on? Do they not know how to hit the play button over to there? What's going on? <laughs> into the conversation. So oh, there it is. Thanks, awesome Courtney. Graphic. Thank you. Oh, now, now the Better day is complete. Never than late <laughs> and the numbers rocketing not nearly as high yet as they are on the screen that is a simulation we are living in a simulation so that's an appropriate overlap but check out the nbc on nfl or nfl on nbc yeah. i knew i was eventually going to do that yeah. youtube page subscribe 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 tell your friends tell your family tell yourself subscribe all right let's get to it let's do it we've wasted we've wasted 10 minutes of good talk, our lives though. and more more good importantly talk. everyone else's lives That's 10 right. minutes that none of us are ever getting back sorry sorry we're 10 minutes closer to death let's get to it 10 minutes closer to knowing what's going to happen with deshaun watson and you know what chris every once in a while and one of the reasons i love doing this show it just kind of gives us two hours to bs about whatever we happen to think of as we work our way through the stories, topics, items of the day. And yesterday we crystallized this idea that 
You know, Peter Harvey very well may keep Deshaun Watson off the field for the preseason. As the momentum was building yeah. to Deshaun Watson playing right. Friday night in Jacksonville, it dawned on us and we talked it through, and that became the big story of the day as far as PFT was concerned. You know, the other big outlets will ignore that we actually had a good idea. They'll ignore that for as long as they can. They're, they're still rehashing shit from three days ago instead of focusing on trying to push the story toward its conclusion. And and as, I, as the day went on and I talked to more people, the light bulb went off as bright as it could be. Old school 100 watt. None of that. None of that twisted bulb crap. The old school incandescent burn up all the electricity light bulb went off over my head that this is a thing that if if it is going to be a one year suspension and I think it may be they're getting him off the field on Friday and uh, the NFL wants that. We know that Peter Harvey is in a position to give the NFL what it wants and is inclined to give the NFL what it wants, and the NFL Players Association is bracing for it, Right, Chris. They're ready for it. I think they're ready to go to court and fight it as soon as Peter Harvey does it, but that is the distinct vibe now, that, that this thing could happen by Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern because that's when the Browns are due to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it went from just being something you and I were spitballing about to as I rubbed the lamp or peeled the onion or whatever the right metaphor would be, that is exactly what's going on, exactly what the union is getting ready for, and exactly the possibility that we're going to see today or tomorrow from Peter Harvey. And then the timing becomes fascinating here. Because the longer Peter Harvey waits, the less time the union has to rush to court to do anything about it. Uh, it, it is it is fascinating. I mean, hey, you, this is this is where you, Mike, you're you're great at this. Hey, uh, we were talking, thinking seventeen games, seventeen games. You're the one that kind of went with the year suspension. And as we started to talk about it, it was like, well, you know, there is there is some things that make sense there. There's no doubt about it. As we talked about yesterday, and hey, we've brought up this concern a few times where um, that's a game changer. I mean, 17 games is one thing where I go, okay, that's concerning, and that's a game changer to a degree as well. But when you go full year suspension, you know, two years of not playing football, then miss OTAs and minicamp, and then maybe miss the start of training camp again, and then have to reapply for reinstatement. Um, I don't know how long it'll take Deshaun Watson to regain form. And on top of that, it just makes the Cleveland Browns look even, I mean, triple stupid with the contract they gave him. So that's where it's just, and I went to, I, when, when I was getting into bed last night with my wife and we're watching TV and sports, you know, she was kind of asking me about football and a few things. And I just said, man, I would be shocked if we don't hear something about Deshaun Watson today or tomorrow morning. Because I, I got to think people in the NFL, Roger Goodell or Goodell or whatever they call them these days, somebody is got to be. Depends in, on how much money you have. Yeah, it depends how much you have. It's, somebody's got to be in Peter Harvey's ear a little bit to expedite this. I got to think that the owners do not want Deshaun Watson to dominate the highlight first preseason week you know, news cycle here. 
He's on the field. This guy got on the field and all of the stuff that's going to come with it, that's all anybody's going to talk about on any sport, sports network anywhere. Regardless, even if it's the next day after, it's still going to be him on the field with the shield in a Browns uniform, and I got to think the powers that be in the NFL certainly don't want that look for, for the shield. And this has all been hiding in plain sight. The NFL doesn't connect the dots for us. The NFL expects us to connect the dots. And in the aftermath of Judge Robinson's six-game suspension, we began the process of connecting the dots. And it was hiding in plain sight. They're not going to announce to us that this is what they want or this is what their plan is. We have to put together the trail of breadcrumbs. And that's what we did yesterday. They have wanted a one-year suspension. They didn't say we want it to start immediately But you know what? Those one-year suspensions tend to start immediately. So while Peter Harvey is considering the appeal, there's no deadline, but it must be expedited. I said earlier this week, I expect something this week, and it just kind of all finally came together. They don't want him on the field. They don't want images of Deshaun Watson in Brown's uniform playing in a game with highlights on NFL Network, ESPN, and elsewhere. And my son made a great point yesterday when we were talking about this. They can't be happy with all these photos of Deshaun Watson posing for pictures at camp and signing autographs at camp. That's kind of a subtle middle finger to the NFL as well. And you know what? Then the Browns, and this is next level. There's a chess match going on here. And I I don't know whether the Browns are playing chess or checkers because they announced yesterday, affirmatively, they came out and said that Deshaun is starting on Friday night. Most of these coaches are keeping the cards close to the vest. There's no requirement that you say who's going to play, how long they're going to play, and it's not even a home game. So it wasn't, hey, Come out to First Energy Stadium and give us all your money to see Deshaun Watson play. It's on TV. It doesn't matter. I think they came out and announced it yesterday because they're trying to get Peter Harvey to pull the damn trigger on this suspension. If you're going to do it, now you know. We're playing this guy. He's going to be in uniform. He's going to be on the field in Jacksonville Friday night, 7 o'clock Eastern. So, Peter Harvey, if you're going to do anything about it, you better do it. Because I think they want him to do it sooner. Yeah, See, this I, I The bet. Browns need to be careful. The Browns can't come off as being in cahoots with Watson in the NFLPA. The statement that was issued last week right. felt like cahoots. Yes. This move feels like cahoots. And that can't, that can't, that's going to make Roger Goodell far more pissed off than being called Goodell by Rob Watson. Yeah, well, yeah, de- definitely. I, I, well, I don't. Rob, I don't, Walt, Rob Walton, Walton not Rob yeah. Sorry, Mr. Mr. Walton. Mr. Walton. Sorry, yeah, Mr. Get Walton. it right. Show some respect to a guy that's got Sorry, a lot more Mr. money Walton. than you and is older than you. Damn you, Florio. Rob Walton. <laughs> um, There's got to be a Rob Watson somewhere. Yeah. We apologize, Rob Watson, for accidentally making you the owner of the Broncos, right. and they probably aren't upset about that, yeah. Rob Watson. <laughs> but, but I don't doubt you know, that maybe that was done you know, through pressure or trying to just to, to expedite the process a little bit. I don't doubt that. But we did also hear from other teams, you know, saying, hey, this guy's going to play, that guy's going to play. I know they don't have to do it. But I also think sometimes, hey, for Kevin Stefanski and company there, they got to go on with, you know, business as usual for football anyways. Not that, you know, this is the usual business, but they're just as far as the aspect of what we got to do on the field and what we're expecting in that plan – 
I, I think this is kind of normal what they do. It's just we got Deshaun Watson. You know, we heard yesterday Matt Ryan, they let that out. Hey, he might play a few series in the first half. We've heard across the, the league about certain quarterbacks that are going to play and not play. So uh, I don't know what the value is of, of letting that out. I, I don't think teams really care right now. They're just kind of letting their fan base and everybody know kind of what their plan is. But this one's different. And, I, you know, maybe they are strategic enough to do that to get this going a little bit. Yeah, if I'm them, I would want to get it going so you can get your ducks in a row for whatever that court, court argument is or for your own football team and what you need to do on the f- football field and get Jacoby Brissett and you can just wipe it away. I, I got to think that poor coaches of the Cleveland Browns are so sick of thinking of the what ifs and what's going to happen and when is it going to happen. I do feel for them. I mean, they're in a tough situation, but um, – I, I just would be shocked if it doesn't happen here in the next, you know, 24 hours. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat. Protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. And, and uh, again, it's for us to connect the dots. The NFL is dropping the dots all over the place, and we'll connect them. I really do believe that Peter Harvey wants to wait until it's virtually impossible for the NFL Players Association to do anything about a suspension, and going to court and having it subject to what would be a temporary restraining order to allow Deshaun Watson to play on Friday night. And if this thing comes out, let's say 5 o'clock Eastern on Friday, if that's when Peter Harvey announces the suspension and it's one full year, which means Deshaun Watson is immediately barred from any activities with the Browns. Gotcha. you got 120 minutes to get this thing overturned. How are you going to get this thing overturned in 120 minutes? How are you going to do it? And let me take it one step farther. Yeah, Because this ahead. is another the, – the dots are out there, and it's for us to connect them. The, the NFLPA's position is we're aware of the possibility that Peter Harvey is going to do this, and we're ready for it. Okay, fine. Ready to file suit, I assume, in Ohio, just like Ezekiel Elliott filed suit in Texas and had some preliminary success. But if we remember the Ezekiel Elliott case, the problem there was – He filed it too quickly. He moved before the internal decision became final. And I've said this before, but we have to remember this as we get closer and closer the moment it's going to happen. The NFL will be, I believe, ready to file its own lawsuit. And people would say, well, why would they file their own lawsuit? They're not challenging anything. There's a device under the law called the declaratory judgment where you know there's a fight that's either occurring or it's expected. And you can be the one to go to court, even though you're the one that would be sued. You're the one that would be forced to do something you don't want to do. You can still go to court and you can file a lawsuit against the person who would be suing you and say, I want the courts to say that I'm fully within my rights. That's exactly what they did with Tom Brady. It's exactly what they did with Ezekiel Elliott, because they knew there was going to be a big fight. And one of the most important aspects of practicing law is knowing where 
the best place is to file your claim in order to help your client get the best result. That always seemed weird to me, but that's reality. Some judges, some juries, some legal systems, some states have better laws than others, etc. I think the NFL is going to be ready to go. It's not just going to be Peter Harvey immediately suspends Deshaun Watson for a year, Chris. It's going to be Peter Harvey suspends Deshaun Watson and the NFL sues the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson to enforce the ruling so the NFL gets the best courthouse, the NFL gets the best legal precedent that will apply to this case, and it also puts the NFLPA in a hell of a pickle because if the NFL starts the process in some other court and they do it at 5 o'clock Eastern or right before when, whenever the – it used to be when the, the courthouse closed. I'm not sure that the courthouse ever closes now because of all the digital filings. But the NFLPA is going to be caught flat-footed, and they're going to have to be ready to go to court wherever the NFL files and try to get it delayed and stayed so that Watson can play. It's just – how's that going to – how are you going to pull that off? Good luck, NFLPA. I'll be very impressed if you can manage to get Deshaun Watson on the field on Friday night if the NFL is determined to keep him off. And, Chris, this, the thing that really got us thinking all of these things, the way that Roger Goodell spoke about yeah. Deshaun Watson on Tuesday. Yeah. They don't want him on the field on Friday night. No. They do not want him to play, and they are going to rig it. And, look, rig, rig sounds derisive. Again, it's part of good strategy and good lawyering. Yeah. They're going to come up with the best way possible to keep it from happening. They're going to put him in checkmate. When they make their next move, it's going to be checkmate. And it's going to be where they just knock all the – they're just going to throw the board against the wall. That's what the NFL is going to do. Yeah, well, we've been saying this all along. That there's, there's no way the NFL wants Deshaun Watson associated, his face associated with, with the Shield right now. And, and, and I think, you know, we're explaining that the NFL is going to do something here. The NFL, I, I mean, I'm with you in the fact that this is one where – you know, this is Brady with one one minute and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They, they just don't lose these ones. I don't know what else to say. It, it really is. It's that type of thing. This is this is what the NFL does. They're extremely good at it. Of course, the, the bylaws of the CBA and everything there favor them as well, and we know that too. Plus, you know, there's... There's the, the, the powers that be in the NFL, they have just, you know, what do I want to see? A tremendous reach with, with power and these type of arguments. I mean, we, we know that. These are, again, we've discussed this before, oligarchs that have, hey, they got people on speed dial that we can't imagine. They're living in a world that we can't imagine as far as the power, the connections, the people they know that have power that – you know, ultimately can get them what they want in a situation like that. And this is one that I look at that. There's just, there's no way I look at this and think, well, maybe the NFL or PA will figure out a way to finagle this and delay this or get to show. I just, I don't see that happening in this case. I think the NFL is adamant. And like back to what you just said a second ago, what I, I, I've been following football my whole life. And I know when I was five or six, I wasn't really worried about what Pete Rozelle was saying or anything like that. But Again, I'm I'm somewhat of a historian here. I don't remember any time ever the commissioner talking that frankly about a player and basically saying what he said there, calling him out, breaking the four rules, you know, within the NFL and and saying we think it should be a year-long suspension. 
I don't ever remember hearing that. I, I really don't. That's about as strong as it gets for a guy like Roger Goodell who tries not to, you know, I, I feel like go that hard all the time on a subject like this. So uh, I think you're right when you say, like, the, the, the signs are there, the dots are there, and people just need to connect them, and hopefully we're, we're helping, that, you know, helping that out a little bit. That's why I think there wasn't a press conference on Tuesday. That's why I was so stunned yesterday because when I saw the quotes coming through – Late in the day on Tuesday, I thought, well, they did do a press conference. I'm impressed. I, I, I thought that this would be an occasion to, to not meet with the media because it's not the normal ownership meeting. It's for one very specific purpose, to approve the purchase of the Denver Broncos by the Walton Penner group. Do you think he wanted – I see that it was – I, I then I, well, you know what it may be. You know what it may be. Oh, that's what I was gonna it, say. Did you think he wanted, he like, wanted to admit, like little? I know. No, I, I think, I think his people didn't want him talking. Right. And I think when he saw the opportunity, you know, it was yesterday. My thought was, well, the, the reporters kind of got him in a spot where he couldn't be a complete jerk and walk away. Yeah. But he could have. I think he wanted to talk. I do too. I think he, I think he wanted to say what he was going to say. But, but, Chris. And this is an item I'm going to write later today on PFT. I also think that the union is going to use his words against him. It was, I think, not wise to say as bluntly as he did that this was predatory and egregious behavior. And there were four different violations. What you say then is what we always hear when something like this is going on. This matter is currently the subject of a legal proceeding. I will defer any comment until the proceeding has concluded. But you know what? But what about if does that hold when you true? Know- if that's already been said by you know Judge Sue Robinson, like he's just he's he used her language, right? So does that matter at all? I'm just I'm just well, throwing it, it out there. Yeah. It 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 it, it it's yeah. It's not like he misquoted her. Right. Right. But he's the guy who decides who handles the appeal. He is part of the process. It and look. If he was the one handling the appeal, I doubt that he would have come out and said it. I, I don't know why he's he handed didn't. it off to somebody who's going to because he's able to give it to somebody who's going to do exactly what he wants to do. I guess so. He's able to create enough of a buffer where he can say, "I didn't do it. I've washed my hands of it. I've just instead given it to a guy that is going to do exactly what I would have done." And I, I know. I, again, I don't know how they're going to be able to get any traction with it. But I think they're going to use it. I think they're going to find a way to use it against him. And it would have been Maybe. better. It would have been better to just say nothing. But this is where you balance legal questions versus the importance of PR. And from the perspective of PR and all the people out there, I mean, look, you got Browns fans that are screaming, this is unfair, this is rigged, this is this. Everybody else is like, throw the guy out for a year. We, we had a poll on Twitter last week of Four different options of how long he should be suspended. Yeah. Six, eight, 12, and full season. Of those four options, which one do you prefer? And full season was 71%. 71%. So you get Browns fans out of the picture, and everybody else is saying, what are we, what are we even talking about? Nonviolent sexual assault. He was preying upon these massage therapists. He was using his status... I think that's something. When we see the written ruling from Peter Harvey between lying to the investigators and using his status as an NFL starting quarterback as the opening for these sessions, and even though it's only four, as I've said before, Chris, 
everybody knows it's 24 who sued him. Everybody knows it's at least 66 different people he did this with. You're not getting a pass. Yeah, they can't use that as evidence, but they know about it. That happens all the time. That happens all the time. Judges, judges have the four corners of what they're allowed to consider. And then there's all this other stuff that they know, that we all know. And you say, I didn't base my decision on it, but you did. You're human. These aren't robots. These aren't calculators. This isn't an algorithm. These are human beings. And Peter Harvey knows damn well that there were 24 cases. And look, Chris, the other thing, too. I asked the NFL what involvement did Peter Harvey have with the Deshaun Watson case before he was designated to be the appeal officer, and they said none. I say baloney. He's part of the team. He's part of the committee. He's part of the advisors. You think he wasn't privy to what the commissioner thinks about this? You think somebody didn't ask him, the guy who helped write the policy, whether or not nonviolent sexual assault is sexual assault? Are you kidding me? So... That's where I get so anyway, back to Mike. Like something. Anyway, yeah, okay. Th- th- it's Browns fans are Browns fans are the vocal minority. Well, they're biased, of course. Everybody That's, else, yeah. and and I feel bad for them because their do. team put them in the spot where they have to. Exactly. Be. Everybody else is saying, "Get him out of here for a year," and I think it's just a matter of time, hours, as you say, before he's out of here for a year. I, I would think so, and 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 you know, I'll, I'll second those sentiments. You're right. You look on social media. You look on comments behind, you know, underneath an article. It's. It's 10 to 12 to 1 of, you know, get him out of here. Why is he ever allowed to play? And then occasionally you have that person who makes a comment like, who doesn't understand, you know, the CBA completely, and they just don't get that aspect. But you're right. I think public sentiment, anybody you talk to that's following this or following the league, I don't think anybody wants to see him out there. That's where I get back to something. I believe I brought it up last week when we were out in Canton. Uh, maybe it was uh, right before we, we went went to Canton and it was the week before. I, 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 this one is one where I, I'm, I'm a little shocked that maybe Roger Goodell isn't the guy making the decision here. I think it's so big, this one. Why leave it to, you know, Steve, uh, I want to just call him Steve Harvey, Peter Harvey. Uh, why leave it to him? I know you don't want to look like the bad guy, but like, like you just kind of explained, who are you going to look like the bad guy to? Cleveland Browns fans? I think the rest of the world would have been like, hey, good that Roger Goodell, the leader of the league, is the one putting his foot down and stopping this. And I don't know, maybe he wouldn't have to be so nervous about, is this going to go or unfold the way I think it's going to unfold? Unless, you know, like you're saying, they know. And it's all, you know, a coup d'etat, which was one of my favorite phrases of last week. Maybe it is a coup d'etat. I don't know. Uh, but I, I am. No, but it's I not. Go but, back but to look, that. I know, Chris. If if I were wearing a black robe instead of my black official PFT one of a kind quarter zip the Thursday uniform, we're which, by the way, I took I took to Canton and Ward in Canton. You didn't even notice. You didn't even notice. I did that notice. I brought this thing. I did notice all the way to Canton. Well, I you did. didn't say anything I know, I about did. it. I know. So I did. Anyway, this is. We talked earlier about how. The, Deshaun Watson's presence at practice and all the autographs is kind of a subtle middle finger at the NFL and announcing on Wednesday when there was no requirement to do so that he's going to start on Friday night and creating a news cycle featuring Deshaun Watson playing for the Browns. That's another middle finger. The ultimate middle finger is coming from the plain language of the collective bargaining agreement that the league and the union agreed to, that the union agreed to. 
And that's why if I was wearing the black robe and the union came into court, because there are people connected to the union think that their cases are going to be stronger now because you've got an independent officer and you're going to disregard her her conclusions on appeal and there's something inherently wrong with that. Why did you agree to it then? That's what I would say. Why are we even here? We had litigation up the wazoo with Tom Brady and Ezekiel Elliott. So when you had an opportunity to sit down at the bargaining table and negotiate changes to the procedure with the league, you agreed that there would be an independent party who gathers the facts and makes an initial determination. And that the determination, not the facts, the facts are binding, but the determination of how the personal conduct policy applies to those facts would be subject to appeal as handled by the commissioner or his designee. You agreed to that. And I think part of the flex here by Roger Goodell is to say, I'm just doing what you gave me the power to do. You gave me the power to handle the appeal or designate it to someone. I'll choose to designate it to someone. And uh, the least common denominator fan out there that doesn't pay much attention, they'll think, well, okay, you know, he's, he's, he's handing it off to somebody else. He, he's willing to roll the dice here. He's willing to let somebody else handle it. Yeah, but it's not somebody who's independent. It's a guy who's beholden to the league. It's a guy who helped draft the policy. It's a guy who advised on the Ezekiel Elliott case. It's a guy who's handled multiple arbitrations for the league, and you don't keep getting that work if you're not giving your client what they want. And again, look at Peter Harvey's online bio. First item, former New Jersey attorney general. Second item, works with the NFL. Yeah. It's a selling point. He doesn't want to give up that relationship. He doesn't want to jeopardize that relationship. He knows what Goodell wants, yep. and he's going to give it to him. Yeah. So so to those out there that don't pay a whole lot of attention, who obviously aren't watching this show, but to help those who are watching the show have conversations with someone who may ask them the question, what, 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 what's going on here? What's going on here is it's all rigged. It's all rigged. And I, I mean – and it sounds derisive, but it's accurate. It's all pre-baked. It's all strategically engineered. It's all rigged to give the NFL what it wants. And the union agreed to it. There are plenty of people that criticize the union for all sorts of things that I think are misguided. This is an area where the union can be fairly criticized. And I know they were dealing with a lot of crap in early 2020, trying to herd cats, trying to get players interested, trying to get players to give a crap about what was going on. I understand it. But but this thing here, this this notion, oh, hey, we got an independent party. Yeah, but you still let the commissioner control the appeal. What the hell were you thinking? Yeah. That's what I would say in court. Yeah. If they came to me, I'd say, why are we here? You agreed to this process. The process was followed. Get out of my courtroom and let me focus on actual disputes that haven't been agreed to by the parties that they've got some other way of resolving it without me being involved. Yeah, uh, we, we discussed yesterday that the, it's, it's, it's hard. The NFLPA is the, the least strong union of all the sports, and it's not going to change with things like this, or they're not going to get any power back to me in, in, unless one thing happens. The star quarterbacks are the ones that are willing to strike and stand on the front line the next time. 
And uh, that's where I've, I've been disappointed in some star quarterbacks. I, I, I know, I know of one. I know of one who has motivation to do it. Yeah, the right. Next time around. Well, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. If and, he's still you know, playing, but I think that's that's the only way that that'll happen because those are the guys that can last the longest in the NFL. Those are the guys that are the faces of the franchise, and it takes those kind of guys to make the change, in my opinion. So until that happens, you know, the the NFL is always going to rule. You know, the the this this type of stuff. Let me ask you one more thing here, Mike. Hey, one more point. One more yeah. point, though. Hold on to that. Yeah. It also, also, you don't have to hold the whole rank and file together. If the quarterbacks aren't there, if all the quarterbacks band together and don't show up, good luck staging anything that's remotely entertaining. Exactly right. right. That's what I mean. They, they, they're the ones with the power. The league went all in on the quarterbacks about 15 years ago, where it just they made quarterbacks king, and they're, they're the second most powerful people in the organization under the owner now. They really are. And a lot, when you have a franchise guy. It really is. It's the, they're, they can go right to the owner and go, you know, I don't, I don't really like the coach. I think we need to make a change. I mean, it's, it's gotten to that point. So, or I don't like the coach you're about to hire. Hire a different coach instead. Ex- the, well, yeah. That uh, didn't happen in January. <laughs> well, know, yeah. So. There, I mean, exactly. We know some of that stuff goes on. But that, that, it's going to have to be those people that change, you know, or bring back power to the NFLPA. But the question I want to ask you here is – I mean, as we continue to go here, and if it's a year-long suspension, you know, it, it's really the dumbest, stupidest contract, the dumbest, least thought-out thing I've ever seen in football, all right? Where, can, is there any way they can get out of this contract? Like, is there... No. There, 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 there's, there's nothing, no. you know? I mean, no. there's... I, so, I mean, I just... I just oh. They went into it with their eyes open. Or, or their eyes shut they were deliberately. Shut. I think they were but, shut and underneath a pillow. I remember the introductory press conference, and they asked Andrew Barry, the GM of the Browns, something along the lines of, do you believe he did anything wrong? Or, and they, they just don't, they don't care about what he did. All they care about is believing that, based upon their due diligence, he's not going to do anything like this again. They're making their bet that he's been scared straight by all of the controversy, by everything that's happened. This isn't about them believing his lie as assessed by Judge Robinson. She's the one who concluded he was not being truthful when he categorically denied any and all wrongdoing. All they care about is, is he going to get himself into another jackpot with us? And they believe he's not. And they also go into this knowing there's going to be a suspension, knowing there's going to be some short-term pain knowing that some people are going to be saying bad things about the Browns. But again, I don't think they banked on what Year they're long. about to get. Exactly. I don't think they banked on that. No, I'm, I'm not, that's, that's where I, I don't think they did either. And it's, it's just a, it's an awkward situation. It's awkward situation. And, you know, again, I know Deshaun Watson, you know, made his bed here and all that too. But, uh, you know, I look at videos and all that too. I, I, he's not even the same person. He's not. He's lost his charisma. This thing is hanging over him. I'm just when he used to sign autographs like that, you know. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But he wouldn't be you engaged. view him differently. He would. He'd be engaging with the fans. He'd be smiling and yeah. doing all that. This was like, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. It's like he's not even comfortable in his own skin right now. And I do feel bad for him that way. I do. And I know. I understand that he did this to himself. But I don't know. That's just what kind of 
it looks like to me on the outside looking in. Like, here's the clip again. It, this, if Deshaun Watson was doing this three years at the Houston Texans camp, his face wouldn't be this serious and like that. I don't, I, and, again, I know I'm just drawing conclusions and talking here, but that's just the way I feel. This is a guy that usually, look on the bottom of the screen, is like that when you would see him signing autographs. The smile, and it's Deshaun Watson, the million-dollar smile, and he's charismatic as well. And he's lost that because it's just – He's, he's, he's in a dark place, I'm sure, with the, the constant scrutiny and everybody all over him all the time. This underscores the importance for every professional athlete. And the better you are, the more in demand that you would be by other advisors. Because there's a temptation. If you have people who are giving you advice, if you don't like what they're telling you, you just find somebody else and you keep looking until you find somebody who's telling you what you want to hear. It's critical to have someone in your inner circle who can come to you in critical moments like the one that happened behind the scenes quietly when Tony Busby first made an informal attempt to try to resolve the claims that eventually were made in court by Ashley Solis. They wanted to do it all discreetly. They wanted to do it quietly. Busby addressed this last week. She didn't want to open herself up to the criticism and the death threats and everything else that goes along with how dare you, how dare you make claims like this against our quarterback kind of stuff. He needed someone who could sit him down. The moment they became aware, it's not circle the wagons and deny, 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 and just fire back, but sit down and really look at this. Do we have a problem here? What has gone on here? Deshaun, look, this isn't going to work. That's not your play. You know, you talk it through. I almost think of like having a Michael Clayton around, one of my favorite all-time movies. You need to have Michael Clayton, one of the early scenes in the movie. He's talking to a guy who, who hit somebody with his expensive car and drove away, hit a jogger and drove away. And the guy's throwing out all this crap to try to wiggle out of it. And, you know, you need somebody in the room. You need the Michael Clayton in the room that's going to say, that isn't going to work. That's not going to work. It's not going to work, Deshaun. It's not going to work. And we said this last week. If he just would have faced the music, taken his reckoning, told the truth, sought forgiveness, shown true remorse, which he has yet to show. He's only shown remorse to those who have been inconvenienced by having to deal with his crap. He hasn't shown remorse to his victim, yeah. as Judge Robinson found them to right. be. If he would have been told in no uncertain terms, you must do this. For your own good. Here's what happens if you don't. Here's, here's a glimpse of your life. This is the ghost of football future, Deshaun. I'm going to take you on a little trip of what your life's going to be like over the next year and a half. If you don't admit to this and seek reckoning and forgiveness and make your penance now. He needed somebody. to Now, now look, ideally he would have done it himself. But my point is sometimes you need someone to protect you from yourself who can tell you those difficult truths and get you to act on him. And he clearly didn't have someone like that around. Him. No, definitely didn't. And, and agree with you there. They dropped the ball, his camp, you know, himself. Yes. Let this drag on. And, you know, public opinion has become more of like public statement. And we, we, we think we know who you are now instead of like, Oh, you know, you're right. Oh man, gosh, that young guy made set, you know, made some mistakes, had some sexual fetishes, blah, blah, blah. He feels bad for it. He understands he did wrong. And you're right. I think the world would have moved on. I do. You know, we, we forgive and forget pretty easily in this country. So uh, I, I, I don't think you're wrong in that aspect. But th that's, that's long gone now. At one point a few minutes ago, you used the word 
awkward. Awkward, I think, was the operative word yesterday when the Buccaneers and the Dolphins got together for joint practices because the quarterback of the Buccaneers, at one point in the offseason, was hoping to supplant the quarterback of the Dolphins. I have a feeling that didn't come up in their casual conversation on Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit about the Bucks and Tom Brady and the Dolphins and Tua Tonga by Lowe and PFT Live continues right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 